Welcome to episode six of the Board Game Workshop. I'm your host, Chris Anderson. This episode, we have another interview from the Granite Games Summit. I had a chance to talk to Jim Fitzpatrick about demoing his game at conventions and selling it on the Game Crafter. But before we get to that, the news. Barker's Row, designed by Stephen Aramini and published by Overworld Games, is currently on Kickstarter and already funded. Stephen will be on an upcoming episode to talk about several of his games. For game design contests, Thundergriff Games has a survival contest on BoardGameGeek.com. Entries are due May 31st. The Game Crafter has the Big Box Challenge due June 5th, and the Game Hole Dungeon Crawler Challenge due August 14th. Go to thegamecrafter.com contest to find out more about those. Now, on to the interview. I'm here with Jim Fitzpatrick, designer of Mission to Planet Hex, and we are live at the Granite Games Summit. So, Jim, I wanted to talk to you about your game, Mission to Planet Hex, and also about demoing it, because I've seen you demoing at a lot of different places, and you're always there, showing off your game, always getting groups to sit down, which I personally know is really difficult to get people to stop and listen to you. So, tell us a little about yourself, tell us a little about your game, and then the process of demoing. Okay. Uh, well, I am a computer programmer for a large medical software company, and I sidestepped into game design by seeing friends design games. I play Magic and Dungeons and & Dragons, but not a whole lot of board games, so uh, it's sort of been a gateway into the world backwards. I'm playing games now that I'm designing games. <laughs> uh, but uh, as for demoing, um, I feel like that's the way to get it out there. Uh, it's it's been a way for me to uh, make the game better and to find out uh, what people want in a game or what people want out of my game. Um, and like I said, it's it probably has something to do with a little bit of old-fashionedness in my own head that says the best way to do it is to get out and show it to people in person. That's the thing I like about board games versus things like video games or online games. I don't have anything against them, but I like the personal interaction. I like the social aspect of this. Um, so demoing, I, I've been kind of lucky. Most of the time, if I plunk down, people are curious. Uh, so I'm not totally sure what draws them over. But um, I think if I was more aggressive, I would fill every minute of every day. But so far, so good. Uh, everywhere I've been, I've generally had success with a couple of exceptions. Um, it helps to sign up some, for something official, like um, Designer Alley here makes it a lot easier because people know you're showing a game. So they're going to look at you and they're going to uh, they're going to know certain things before they assess you in your game. You know, you're not just a stranger sitting in the middle of nowhere. So how do you go about getting players? Like you said, they seem interested, so do you just set up and wait or do you go around and talk to people? Do you put up signs? I like I said, I try to plan ahead. I try to find an event that has an official demo status that I can acquire. But apart from that, I have plunked down at things uh, and just I have little signs that I bring with me um, to make clear that I'm demoing a new game, uh, you know, that have the logo. I, it's a kind of a silly game, so I try to get that aspect out there to snag the interest of people who might be interested in that sort of thing. Um, but uh, I also, uh, if I think, like I said, if I was more aggressive, I'd have every minute filled. That's one thing I'm trying to work on is just to be able to go up to somebody like some of our friends do and just say, hey, you want to try a new game? Um, but I've been having a lot of success. And um, the best thing about it is when people say they enjoy it and when game designers will, uh, like 99% of the game designers I've met are so polite and so helpful. And they will, you know, they will critique you up, down, and sideways, which ends up being very good for your game. 
So that's the best thing is, is learning how to listen to that and realize that it's a way to make your game better. That, that was something when I was new that was harder to do that's getting easier to do because I see the process now. Yeah, so speaking of that, I know the game design community, it's incredibly friendly. Everyone wants to help everyone else. There's, I mean, there's no competition. Even in the industry, between publishers, there's no competition. Everyone's yeah. always working together. So uh, since you did really get into design with this game, um, how has meeting other designers, like how has that grown your design knowledge? Well, you realize that like not all your games, uh, not all your game ideas are uh, you know first time things. That was that was interesting to me. The more games I played, the more I realized you know there's repetition, there's variations on a the theme. Uh, everything I've done, you know, some of it is some of it wasn't thought of by other people. It's really you, the uniqueness of your game comes out of the combination of the elements. Um, uh, designers have uh, taught me that you know your first iteration and your second and your third are not necessarily close to your finished product um, and that it's a sifting process not everything that everyone has to say is useful so you have to pick out what is important what's relevant to your game what is opinion versus good advice about things like uh, structure and design and and uh, mechanics and design elements um, you know so I'm picking I'm learning um, People, some people like my game. I know it's... Um, well, I won't say I know it's not the best game ever. I like to think it's the best game ever. Uh, but for a first-time experience, for someone who's not been a board gamer, you're right, the community is very welcoming. And uh, the learning curve has been like a rocket, you know. Uh, and because people have been willing to talk to me, I haven't walked up to anyone who hasn't been willing to talk to me about designing a game, if they're a game designer. And... Um, you know, people, if they're not interested in your game, which is totally valid as well, um, politely know how to decline to play. And, and like I said, I haven't had negative experiences. Um, and that's hard to say about um, every hobby that you have, you know? I, I have a lot of diverse hobbies, and um, a lot of them involve putting yourself out there in one way or the other. For instance, I do theater, which is also, you know, uh, not a good thing if you have a fragile ego. <laughs> um, you know, so this is this involves critique as well. This involves showing people something that you did or made, and having them tell you tell you their opinions, which can be hard to do. But I, like I said, the game community is uh, easy to it's easy to weather that because nobody nobody has ever been um, negative or mean or anything. Uh, they give good advice. The best ones are straightforward, you know, and uh, then you you use it to make your game better. And just about every time. I've had an experience like that. Uh, the game has benefited, you know, if I sit and I think about it. Cool. So um, do you know how many different places you've demoed? And comparing your first time to this time, like what changes have you noticed from just demoing it more? Are you better at the pitch? Are you better at getting people? Uh, has the game itself changed that much? It, it's funny because the first place I ever got into a a convention style situation was Boston Festival of Indie Games last year by accident joining friends and I thought well if somebody plays my game that would be great and I played my game all day long and uh, which was really nice and a big ego boost it kind of got me back into um, designing it because I'd let it rest all summer and um, I thought it was great and now here we are eight months later and it, is, it has changed quite a bit, and yet it's essentially still the same thing. It's just, 
it's changed because I've listened and I've learned to recognize some of the things that are wrong with it. Uh, you know, when something's been slow or some balance has been off, I've had a lot of suggestions. Uh, I, 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 can, I can pinpoint different points at which people said certain things that the light bulb went on and the game you know, moved up a step and, and a problem was solved. And that's been exciting because you sit there and you go, I think it's fine. And then somebody says, well, no, it's not fine, but if you do A or B or C, maybe it will be fine. And it gives you a new avenue to go down instead of just sitting there going, well, I don't know what to do, so it's done because it's not a good enough reason, I've learned, is you, you, you can make it better. But at the same time, people have said, well, you can make it better till the cops come home, get out and show it to people, or it's not a game, it's still just an idea, even if you've printed it out six times. Uh, but how many times have I demoed was one of your questions. I don't know. <laughs> this is probably the 10th or the 12th convention that I've been to since the start of the year. Um, I've been trying to be aggressive about going to different areas, particularly places where I don't know people or I'm not familiar with the layout or what the game community is like. Game communities are similar when you travel around, but you know they have their own distinct personalities. Um, and it's cool to just say, you know, okay, people in Maine have seen my game, people near New York City have seen my game, you know, at colleges or whatever. I really like to expand the demographic. It's, I found it's hard, I'm hoping in the summer, for example, it's hard to find a younger crowd um, just because they haven't been at the venues that I've been at, or if they have been, they've been doing something else. You know, the young crowd is into magic and Pokemon, and if, if there's an event like that going on, that's what they're going to be doing for five hours, you know. But here and there, you know, I, I've, I've, uh, I've played with all different kinds of people, and I've gotten feedback from every age, you know, men, women, um, and that's good too. You know, at first I thought it would appeal to everyone, and that's something that I don't think is true any longer. Not that it won't appeal to a large group of people, but you learn. You know, and you learn that people have um, ideas about what they think a game should be and what they like in a game. So I'm used to, I'm getting used to the fact that certain people will like it, certain people won't. But again, everyone's polite about um, whether or not they want to play. And if they've played, whether or not they've enjoyed themselves. Um, some people have, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, no game is for everyone, but every game has its players. Absolutely. Even the most bizarre, terrible game, there's someone that likes it. Mm -hmm. And that compared to the theater, you know, they always say, find your audience. And I've said that a couple times at conventions. You know, oh, don't worry, someone's going to enjoy your game. You just need to figure out who they are. All right, let's change gears a little. Your game is up for sale on the Game Crafter, correct? That's true. So uh, people aren't familiar with the Game Crafter. It's a print-on-demand service where you can also use it as a storefront. And basically, people will buy your game. They print off one copy. You can make a profit depending on how you set prices. So it's a little different than the traditional printing out a thousand copies, getting it on a ship from China, waiting a long time. So it can be quicker, the margins are smaller, but there's, there's pros and cons. So can you just talk a little bit about how that's worked out and what it's like to be able to tell people, this is for sale now, you can go buy it here. Yeah. Um, first of all, the game crafting tool, I love. Because, I mean, you can sign up, sign in, make a game, and you're not obligated to buy it or anything, but you can use the tool and you can craft and one of the aspects of game making that I didn't reckon on was, you know, the aspect of trying to price it so that you reduce costs and that sort of thing. I think Game Crafter's a great place to make your game available, but it is slightly more expensive. Um, 
what I try to do when I'm tooling around is um, they have reduced prices if you buy in greater quantities, of course, that makes sense. So I'll try to get a bunch, and then when I'm going around, I'll have some copies under my arm that are less expensive in case people are interested. That way I can direct them to the Game Crafter, you know, and that's one avenue, but at the same time, if you're seeing me in person, that's another avenue that's possibly a little cheaper. Uh, they also have a, a, a thing called a crowd sale, which is like a crowdfunding thing, which I am working towards, but you have to meet prerequisites to do that, and so my game is just available. I don't have a crowd sale yet, but I hope to do that, and that will also make it available for a lower price. Um, I don't have a particular goal as far as getting a publisher or that kind of thing. If it happens, that'd be great. Um, but the Game Crafter for me is mostly where I can make my game and make a really nice uh, demo copy of the game. It looks it looks as sharp as I think it's going to look. And um, it also, like you said, it makes it available. If somebody's got to have a copy of it. I mean, one of the nicest things was I published it and somebody bought it the first day. And I still have no idea who the person in New Jersey who bought it was or why they bought it, but God bless them. <laughs> That's great. So we're almost out of time. Is there any future stuff you want to plug? Uh, any other conventions you're going to or your upcoming show you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, well, I don't, this is actually the end of uh, my convention uh, escapades for a few weeks. Um, I do community theater, so I'm about to do a production of The Producers in Concord, Mass. So uh, I'll be out of commission until probably late May or June, and then I'll be looking for more places. And, um, oh, I can't remember the other question. <laughs> I had a really great answer for it. Uh, oh, oh, what do I want to plug? Uh, I'm happy to say that thanks to the Game Crafter, I actually ordered a copy to playtest of the first expansion of this game, Mission to Planet Hex, uh, yesterday. So I get to look at it after I get home from Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. <laughs> it is always exciting to open that first prototype from the Game Crafter and see it. It just, it looks so nice. Well, thank you very much for joining me, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you for having me, really. That does it for this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find it on Twitter at the BG Workshop, on Facebook.com slash the Board Game Workshop, and email theboardgameworkshop at gmail.com. Show notes are on theboardgameworkshop.com. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.